for February the 17th, 2021. This is Tabota Talks Games, episode 206. Well, we are now a couple weeks, uh, almost three weeks into... It's pretty much three weeks, I actually, when I think about it. Um, three weeks into Kaldheim in uh, Magic the Gathering Arena. And um, things are starting to to uh, to uh, crystallize. Um, uh, we're starting to see which cards are are the uh, front runners and and the popular ones in the uh, in ranked and uh, in tournaments, of course. Um, and uh, I've been playing around with a bunch of them, of course, um, trying all kinds of things. Last time I was talking about changelings. Um, haven't really gotten a deck to work um, with those uh, super well. I mean, they're kind of like a tier three or something, like a gold or platinum uh, level. Not even platinum, actually, um, but silver gold level, uh, I would say, um, decks that I've made. Um, <clears throat> don't really hang in, in, in platinum where I've been trying to use them uh, to rank up. I've been doing like a 50-50 or so uh, with those. So um, after this last uh, last week or so, there was a, co- a couple of competitions and uh, um, tournaments. So I uh, looked at some of the deck lists from those, uh, got some inspiration. So um, one of the decks that I picked up, um, which is a slight variation on the previous uh gruel quest uh decks that I, deck that i've been using um off and on uh to rank up um gruel continues to be a pretty pretty successful um type of deck uh archetype uh, in the format so um i stuck with this and I, i've gotten uh, the cards that uh, that were new here as well um mostly anyway so I did make some little, um, a little variation uh, based on on what I had and didn't have and what I thought would work. So um, <clears throat> this updated list is um, is uh, the usual usual adventure cards of Edgewall Innkeeper for those and um, uh, for Bone Crusher Giants and for Lovestruck Beats Beasts. Um, and of course, the other Eldraine cards of Embercleave, two of those, and three uh, Great Henge. Uh, but it also had a couple of Embereth Shieldbreaker, which um, I haven't used all that much before, but uh, it's it's good at the moment with uh, uh, Embercleave and Great Henge being a Skyclave. Uh, um, what's that called? Skyclave? Mm, well, you know, the equipment, <laughs> white uh, card. Um, but them being so um, um, popular and, and, and dominating in the format, it's it's good to have some artifact removal. Um, and the Ember Shield Breaker has really been uh, useful, uh, I've found so far. <clears throat> so I'm happy with that inclusion. Um, Besides that, I have a single Primal Might, uh, which is kind of sticking around here because I didn't have enough uh, showdown the Scalds, which is one of the new cards that's in here. So this splashes a little bit of white just for the showdown of the Scalds. 
the deck I was looking at had uh, three copies, but uh, I just have the two, so I, I stuck with that. Um, and it also, for, from Keldheim, has uh, uh, three Goldspan Dragon, which is one of, uh, one of the new favorites uh, for me and many others. Um, besides that, we have uh, four Kisandu Mamas, um, which is a stayover from uh, from Sendikar. Uh, it has two uh, scavenging ooze for those pesky um, those pe pesky um, Kroxa and uh, uh, Demir rogue decks. Um, so. Those tend to be really useful. Also, they're very effective, uh, or can be very effective against uh, a cycling decks. I, I rarely win against cycling decks unless I'm going really aggro uh, early on. But I had a really long drawn out match against uh, a uh, cycling deck today. And uh, in the end I won, and it was all due to scavenging goose. I, I played that early, uh, which was a good, uh, decision I found because uh, I would just go hard uh, eating up their graveyard uh, as much as I could uh, to keep them from from uh, from using that against me so um, yeah so I was really happy with that win um, I also had a win against a, a rogue deck um, which was also just uh, the value game um, got some gold span dragons out and showdown of the skulls and and they just scooped. So um, <clears throat> so I was happy with that. So I've had a good uh, degree of success with this deck um, in the current in the current uh, um, uh, set uh, or the current um, uh, yeah the current set uh, the current uh, season. Uh, I have a sixty four percent win rate, uh, seventy percent on play, and sixty on draw. So that's really good. Um, I mean, I have green uh, number or green, uh, yeah, uh, statistics against most formats. Uh, Sixty-seven against Sultai, fifty percent against uh, Mono White. I mean, that's one of the harder ones. So, so that's uh, I'm happy with that. Same with uh, Rogues and uh, Demir Rogues and uh, Mono Red. Uh, so, a fifty-fifty at the moment. I have a hundred percent win against the uh, four colored with uh, white, blue, black, and red. I'm not sure exactly what that was. I have two matches with that combination, and uh, also two uh, wins to zero, so hundred uh, percent against uh, Kogeri. Uh, then I have a fifty percent against other Gruel, and fifty against Temer. Hundred uh, percent against the. Uh, um, Artifact, some artifact deck, um, and 100% uh, against the mono blue. I remember that match. Um, I used both my shield breakers to destroy their um, uh, Nyx Bloom. What's it called? Nyx Bloom? No, not Nyx Bloom. Nyx. Nyx. Well, the artifact that uh, is pumped up by your devotion, anyway. Uh, it was one of those devotion, blue devotion deck. A deck, so I was. Uh, <laughs> I called that early, so I, I, I took it out. I was lucky enough to get my shield breakers um, early on, and, and can just take out one after another of, of their uh, those artifacts, and, and they just gave up. 
Um, then I have a, a zero win, so a zero one against uh, Is it? Um, I think I had a pretty bad draw that time. Um, I remember that going really slowly for both of us, but uh, uh, they pulled away uh, at in the end. A hundred percent win against uh, uh, Celestia. Um, then I have uh, no wins against uh, Bant and uh, no wins against a four-colored white, black, uh, red, green. Uh, I think that was a really that was the uh, interesting match because um, they were playing a really strange Yorian deck um, with these four colors, and uh, it was a really strange mix of different cards. It felt like they were playing like one of each or something. <clears throat> And I I, uh, I was surprised because, uh, or I was uh, intrigued by a uh, combination card that, for whatever reason, I've, I haven't come across before and um, haven't thought of myself. But um, Doom Foretold, I mean, that's a card that I've uh, I've been on the receiving end of uh, that uh, quite a lot, especially back uh, um, before the last rotation. Um, You'd see that a lot in uh, Sultai decks. Well, not Sultai, what's it called? Absan, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really had a hard time with those, especially when I was playing Rakdos. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed that they, I don't know if it was intentional, but they happened to have the combination of uh, Doom Foretold and uh, Luris. Although they never used the Luris to. to to keep feeding the Doom Foretold, but I realized that that's like a perfect combination. Um, you can keep your, your Doom Foretold uh, uh, fed uh, by just pumping the same creature back into circulation. <clears throat> and hopefully it's a creature that gives you some ETB effect or some other value uh, uh, as it e either leaves or enters the battlefield. So, um, yeah, that could be a really powerful combination. So, um, yeah, that got me uh, sidetracked um, from playing the uh, playing ranked. Um, I felt I had it, had to go and um, had to go and uh, have a look at uh, what else I could do, or what I I could do in that uh, uh, with that combination. So I put together a uh, uh, what's it called? Os Oscam, Osham. Uh, anyway, the white black deck. Uh, I made one called uh, Tegrid's Doom, which I've had uh, really good success with now in uh, the play queue. Of course, uh, you can you have to take that with a grain of salt. But I mean, if you're winning pretty much all your matches, then then you're doing something right. Um, <laughs> I feel, <laughs> but uh, still, you don't know what's going to happen when you take it into rank. So I haven't tried that yet. I'm interested to do that. Uh, right now, I've ranked up to um, <clears throat> a platinum rank, uh, platinum rank two, uh, a tier two. Um, so I want to push up through one and at least get into the diamond base basement, as uh, CGB would say. Um, and then I could play around a little bit before I try to push into Mythic. But uh, uh, anyway, this deck uh, 
uh, I mean, the the uh, initial ideas, the combination of Lurus and the Doom Foretold, and of course creatures that uh, that you can replay with Lurus are um, a necessity. And um, as I was putting it together, of course, I came uh, to the uh, usual or a common, uh, anyway, um, tribal. Um, like uh, yeah, a common tribe in in black and white, which is uh, clerics. So um, this is mostly a cleric deck um, with a little splash of gods in here. <laughs> I have three gods in here as well. So um, or god cards, uh, more than three. But so um, the rundown is a. I have two speaker of the heavens. This is the current rundown. I've been messing around with it a bunch, but. Uh, Currently, as uh, two speaker of the heavens, so of course, um, I'm hoping to get a lot of extra uh, pump up and get a lot of life uh, so I can uh, create some angels. Haven't had any luck with that yet, so I'm thinking I'm kind of might be switching those speaker of heavens out for some more Archfiend vessels. At the moment, I have two of two Archfiend vessels, so. Uh, I just have the four um, clerics at uh, one mana, and uh, I've had much more success with the Archfiend Vessel because uh, that has uh, kind of the dual um, bonus of, of, I mean, it's it's a lifelink, both of them are, but um, uh, the opponent is less uh, or more hesitant to, to kill it because they know that most likely I, I'm looking to bring it back and turn it into into the, um, the demon. Um, so uh, the 5-5 five, five black demon. Um, <clears throat> so it tends to stick around some more uh, or longer. Um, and also you get that, of course, that, that great effect when you, when you get it back into play. Um, I have three impassioned orators. So I started with four, but uh, the deck is pretty cramped, so I took it down to three. Uh, those are, of course, uh, great um, when you're sacrificing and bringing back other creatures. You'll get that extra life boost. Um, I have three Null Priest of Oblivion, um, one of my favorite cards from Sundicar Rising, actually. Um, it's a perfect uh, combination with Lurus because you can play it for two early on in the game and then later on you, when you have more mana you can kick it to, to pull some other creature out of the graveyard. That might, might be pulling your uh, Lurus back into play if it's been killed. Uh, or um, if the Null Priest of Oblivion is, has been in play and killed, since it just costs two mana you can pull it out with Lurus. But then you can actually pay the kick cost, uh, the additional four mana, uh, to pull something else out with it. So, uh, really great card. And of course, it has since it has menace and uh, life link that really works well in this uh, deck as well. Um, I have two altar of the pantheon, um, which has a two two uh, or actually three um, three really good um, um, uh, features. The first is, of course, it's uh, a mana of any color, which is also always useful. Of course, this is just a dual-colored deck, so usually not a problem. I don't have t 
tons of cards that require more than one of a particular color. So, uh, so far that hasn't really been a problem, but it's always uh, good to, to have that, uh, that extra uh, uh, flexibility. Um, then, of course, it takes down devotion by one. Um, I have two uh, devotion-based uh, um, enchanted uh, uh, creature gods in here. Uh, so that's a, uh, a good thing. Um, and of course, um, it also gives you uh, a life when you tap it, uh, if you have a god in play. So since I have three different gods, um, this is uh, really useful. And, and that uh, little life blip uh, comes in really handy with uh, the next card, Heliod, Sun Crown. So that's a perfect... Uh, combo there of, of the altar and Heliod. <clears throat> uh, because Heliod uh, makes the altar um, give you one life when you taps, and since you're getting one life, Heliod also puts a plus one plus one counter on the creature. So, really good uh, synergy there. Um, next up, I have two Righteous Val Valkyrie, um, which is one of these. Uh, newer Keldheim cards. Um, it's an angel cleric, so it's also a cleric. And it's uh, flying uh, for two and a white. It uh, comes in as uh, a 2-4 creature. And it reads, when another angel or cleric enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to the creature's toughness. As long as you have at least seven life more than your starting life total, creatures you control get plus two, plus two. So another, another uh, reason to try to pump your life up and another way to do it as well. Um, in a perfect scenario, um, I have Lurus in play, Righteous Valky, and uh, maybe a, uh, or hopefully a um, Impassioned Orator as well. And then some other creature that I can uh, and doom foretold, and then uh, I can offer up the other creature to the doom foretold. Um, I get a uh, and then replay it with Lurus, so that uh, produces life from the impassioned orator, putting a uh, and and that uh, triggers Hiliod and puts a counter on uh, one of the creatures. So, uh, and then, of course, if I reach uh, 27 uh, in usual game, uh, the Righteous Valkyrie gives plus 2, plus 2 to all my creatures. So, really powerful effect. Um, haven't had that happen yet in, in this particular deck, even though I've had it happen in a another um, Angel Cleric deck that I made uh, previously. Um, yeah, next up, uh, Treacherous Blessing. Uh, just to get some uh, card draw. Um, and there, of course, the idea is to sack it to Doom Foretold as ASAP. Um, one Veto, Thorn of the Dusk Rose. Uh, didn't have space for more than one. I, I started out with more, but I had to trim it down. Um, this will also, of course, uh, get some extra effects uh, through the uh, whole life gain uh, system to do some more damage to the opponent. And of course it can also give the life uh, link to all my creatures. Although it isn't really necessary as most of them already have that. 
Next up is Lurus. Uh, three Lurus in this deck. Uh, I don't have the, have it as a companion because I have so many cards, or I've since I have cards that cost more than two. <clears throat> so, or uh, permanents that cost more than two. So, um, instead, I have three copies in the deck. Um, two Draugr Necromancer. Uh, one another new card from uh, Kaldheim. It's a uh, it's a zombie cleric. It's a snow creature. It costs three and a black and is a four four. It reads: If a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, exile that card with an ice counter on it instead. You may cast spells from among cards in exile, your opponent's own, with ice counters on them, and you may spend mana from snow sources as though they were mana of any color to cast those spells. So here, of course, um, besides whenever I kill an opponent's creature, the idea is that when they sack them to the Doomford Hold, um, I can then play them, and I can then use them to those creatures as uh, fodder <laughs> or something else, of course, um, for the Doomford Hold to keep it going as well. Next up, the aforementioned Doom Foretold, four copies of that, since the deck revolves around it. Uh, I want to make sure I have have plenty, and uh, since it's not legendary, uh, it's no problem to have more than one in play, although that it does happen. Um, I haven't had it happen for me yet, but um, so, so uh, the possibility is there. Uh, next up, I have two Aura Skyclave he- here... I can't even. I can't say this. Skyclave Herofant, Herofant, um, which is a cleric um, for two, a white and a black. It's a three-three with lifelink, and it reads: Whenever Aura Skyclave Herofant or another cleric you control dies, return target cleric card with lesser converted mana cost from your graveyard to the battlefield. So, of course, uh, also. Really excellent with the Doom Foretold, uh, since um, I can offer up one cleric and then get another one in return, uh, as long as there is one a cheap one in the uh, graveyard. <clears throat> so that's a good good uh, synergy with there with the rest of the deck as well. Then I have two Drana, the last Blood Chief, um, a. Uh, Vampire Cleric for 3 and 2 black with flying. And it's a 4-4 and it reads, Whenever Drana, the the last Blood Chief, attacks, defending player chooses a non-legendary creature card in your graveyard. You return that card to the battlefield with a plus 1 plus 1 counter on it. The creature is a vampire in addition to its other types. Another great way to get your creatures back that you've uh, had to sack or that have been killed... I uh, really love this card, um, although it's uh, it's a bit slow going um, since you have to play it and then wait till the next turn and then attack before you get any benefit from it. But uh, um, usually, once you start uh, getting into that cycle, you're you're on your way to winning. So uh, another great way to get your your creatures back, and uh, I love the combination of here as well. Like with Lurus, you can uh, pull your uh, your um, Null Priest of 
Oblivion uh, can be pulled out with Trana, the last Blood Chief. And um, you could also pull out the last uh, Drana, the last Blood Chief with uh, No Priest of Oblivion. So they can have whichever one is in the graveyard. If you have the if you get the other one in hand, you can you can uh, get the uh, first one back. Then, uh, kind of the star of the show, or I mean, there's many stars in here, So, uh, but this is the uh, card that I uh, named the deck after, because it's such a... Uh, I love, I really love this card. It's it's probably my favorite card from uh, from uh, Kaldheim. Uh, Tergid, God of Fright, a, uh, a uh, legendary creature god, uh, for three and two black, it's a four five with menace, and it reads: Whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a permanent card, you may put that card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. And it also has on the reverse side, it has a another card which I can't see <laughs> at the moment. I remember what it's called, but I think it's called Tigrid's Lantern. It's a, uh, if I remember correctly, it's a legendary artifact for one black and three. And you can tap it to have a target opponent uh, either discard a card from their hand, sacrifice a permanent, or lose three life. And you can also pay a black and three to untap it. So you can use it again. So that works well in combination with the T-Grid. So I have four copies in here, so uh, since I can always have two in play, it's 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 uh, not a problem. So of course, Tigrid has uh, some fantastic uh, synergy with all all things <laughs> that have to do with uh, having the opponent discard or sacrifice. Since uh, you can put whatever the card it was uh, onto the battlefield in your control when they discard or sacrifice it. So, I mean, this is a perfect combination with uh, Doom Foretold. It's even better than a Draugr, Necromancer, or a Lurus, because your opponent is forced to sacrifice a permanent, and you immediately get that permanent into play. So now you have something to sacrifice when it's your turn. So this is a really, really powerful combination with uh, Doom Foretold. Um, and one that I initially didn't think of uh, uh, when I was sort of thinking about the deck, but of course it came to me uh, quickly and it was uh, a given uh, to have four of those in here. So uh, once that starts happening, uh, yeah, your opponent's going to scoop pretty soon, <laughs> I found. Um, so really great combination, works really great with other cards as well. I had a matchup where... The opponent was trying or played Croxa, uh, forcing me to discard. But then, of course, since they sacrificed Croxa, um, Croxa um, enters the battlefield on my side, and now they have to sacrifice something. And as, since they're sacrificing something, I get that card that they're sacrificing. So <laughs> I get like a double wham or whammy, uh, uh, like uh, uh, payback um, on the Croxa. Uh, so that's really fun. Um, and of course, whenever somebody sacrifices a Fabled Passage, I get the Fabled Passage, so I can also get a land. Uh, there's tons of fun uh, little um, 
uh, perks with uh, with uh, Turgid. So Turgrid. Um, next up, uh, Athreos Shroud Veiled, uh, which is that uh, legendary enchantment creature god from uh, the, uh, Theros. Um, it costs four and a white and a black. It has indestructible, and as long as your devotion to white or black is less than seven, Athreos isn't a creature. But at the beginning of your end step, put a coin counter on another target creature. Whenever a creature with a coin counter on it dies or is put into exile, return that card to the battlefield under your control. So another great way to uh, mark a permanent that... Um, either a permanent that you really want to keep around um, so that it comes back into play on your... Uh, um, for you when it dies, or if you have to sacrifice it to the Doom Foretold. And uh, otherwise, why not uh, use it on a permanent your opponent controls, uh, so you'll get that into play when they have to sacrifice it, or if it's killed. So a really great card as well. Um, and it, it also has the synergy with the Altar of the Pantheon, um, making it produce life, and then and it bringing down the devotion cost. So um, nice, nice little um, card there. So rounding out, I have four um, bright climb pathway, the four snow covered plains, four snow covered swamps, two temple of silence, and four fabled passage. Um, yeah. I think I've I've pretty much explained the deck in 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 total. Um, really looking forward to to diving into ranked with this deck. Uh, maybe making some little tweaks uh, uh, here and there, but uh, pretty happy with the deck as it is at the moment. Um, we'll see. I I might make a version with uh, Yorian, but I I kind of like the sixty. 60 card uh, pile um, to make sure I have consistency in there. Um, we'll see how it does against uh, rogues. I don't really have anything to to uh, counter them in a great way. So we'll see. Maybe I'll have to make a bigger deck just to just to withstand the rogues. But on the bright side with rogues, it seems that they're kind of uh, falling out of favor. Um, people have been spending so much. Uh, energy and, and time uh, trying to tweak their decks to, to be able to combat them um, that uh, feels like they're not winning as much and uh, maybe uh, it's uh, the time for rogues is, is, is uh, at an end or at least declining so here's hoping um, yeah well I've been talking for over a half hour now so uh, I need to go walk the dogs uh, bye bye <laughs>